Hello and welcome to the Grapeseed Official Podcast. In this episode of the All These Things series, we will focus on stories. Stories are the main tool used to provide students with functions and notions in full sentences and in context. They are another one of our verbal skills tools. The focus is not on the text on the teaching cards. Luckily, the artwork in Grapeseed Stories helps immerse our students in stories, making the gesturing and pointing you do so much more effective. Think of reading stories and books with your parents before bedtime when you were young. We want to transfer this same experience to our classrooms of students. Draw your students in, make the experience memorable, and you will notice your students picking up the language in stories and using them effectively. One extra thing to note. Each unit has a Johnny Bear story, which evolve into Johnny and Jenny Bear stories from units 11 to 20. These stories review vocabulary and expressions from the previous unit. So if you are teaching unit 4, the Johnny Bear story will have a solid review of unit 3 all compiled into one story. The obvious exception here is unit 1's Johnny Bear story, which is similar to the family and friends story. The teaching method for stories is probably the most straightforward of all tools. You will do the vocabulary picture cards, tell the story expressively, then most likely ask some questions directly from the lesson plans. In some cases, you will use props to demonstrate meaning as well. As always, you will want to pay close attention to the directions in your lesson plans and follow them. So let's jump right in to common mistakes to avoid. The first big one relates to pacing. Stories are inherently longer materials with many teaching cards. As a teacher, you want to make sure to tell the story expressively, but don't take so long that you are unable to finish your lesson plan. You always want to be using a natural voice. Basically, not speaking so slowly, it warps your speaking, but you can speak slightly more slowly in the beginning of the unit to help your students comprehend the material. Beyond warping your speech, if your pacing is too slow, you will find student focus drops. So be expressive, but set a good tempo. In general, you will have students sitting on the floor while you sit in a chair when telling stories. When students are this close, you want to be careful that all of them are able to see. Remember that story time before bedtime with your parents I mentioned before? What if during that time you couldn't see the book? You wouldn't be nearly as interested and drawn into the story. In the same way, you want to hold the cards in a way that all students can see. Think about your space. Generally, you don't want students sitting so close that their view gets obstructed, but so far away that they can't see clearly either. Avoid laminating the teaching cards. They can reflect light, making the cards hard to see. Think about the pointing you will do. If your hand is blocking a lot of the artwork, you may want to consider using a pointer for stories, although this isn't required like it is for poems and big books. As stories have so many cards, you will need to hold them all effectively. There is no quote-unquote correct way to hold cards, but you certainly want to avoid a situation where you accidentally drop them all over the floor in the middle of your story or have them so disorganized that it lengthens your prep time for the next day. Personally, I like to hold the cards from the bottom and put the pages I finish reading in the back. This way, I don't drop the cards when I'm done telling the story, and they are all in order with the title page in front. In your practice time, try some different ways and find what works best for you. In general, it is best to avoid putting the red pages down on your lap as you tell the story. 
Eventually, with a large stack of cards, they tend to fall on the floor, which breaks student focus and makes regaining it difficult. Memory mode is a very important concept in stories. We want to tell our stories from beginning to end and not pause to make comments or ask questions after individual pages. The goal is to get this language to our students as quickly as possible. I might be dating myself here, but think back to the days of cassette tapes or CDs, records if you were older than I am. The songs you had played in a certain order. Through repeated listens, you would remember the order of the songs. Imagine that instead, after every song, there is a minute of random talking. You wouldn't retain the music and its order as well in that scenario. This is why we want to tell stories uninterrupted in class. Students get pure exposure repeatedly to the language and expressions contained within them without distractions. Of course, before or after stories, add in your own comments or ask questions from the lesson plans. Just don't do them in the middle. So let's move on to the things you can do to be really effective teaching stories. As mentioned before, there are generally specific questions you will need to ask in your lesson plans. Usually these are tied to a specific card in the story that you will want to display to the class while asking the question. We always recommend post-it notes or making copies of the lesson plan to attach to the back of your teaching materials, but for stories, you can attach these to the back of the specific cards you need to ask questions for. That way, you don't have to remember what page you need to ask the questions on you can just flip to the card that has the notes on the back. This is just one less thing you need to remember while teaching. Additionally, we always recommend memorizing your materials before teaching, but it is good to note that if you have stories memorized, you can really spend that focus and energy on your storytelling and creating a great environment for students to absorb the language. The less you are looking at the teaching cards and the more you are looking at your students, the better. Many stories have a dialogue in them. Consider using different voices for the different characters. One great example to do this with is the spider's web in Unit 4. If you can use similar voices to the audio and video files students are experiencing in their REP, they will absorb the language even better. If you do decide to use voices, don't use voices so silly that you can't speak clearly. Remember that the goal is delivering the language to your students, not simple entertainment. Your lesson plan on a given day will direct you to read the story to your students, have them recite certain pages, or even let them recite the whole story. You'll want to pay special attention to your pacing as you allow students to take over part of the story. It is a great opportunity for them to show you what they can do, but if not managed well, the pacing of your lesson can drop significantly. Give clear and concise instructions on who reads when, and do your best to not disrupt memory mode while you do this. Calling out names or groups as you turn the page can be a simple and effective way to delegate parts of the material without breaking your flow too much. One last tip is on maintaining student focus as you tell stories. We already talked about setting a good pace, but you also want to be scanning the class periodically to make sure students are still focused. The most convenient place to do this is as you change to the next card. As you do this, quickly scan the class to make sure everyone is engaged before you start the next page. This only needs to take a second or two. You mainly want to avoid a situation where you are looking at the story so much that you aren't noticing that students are losing focus until it is too late. Hopefully, this episode has given you some new ideas or tips that you can employ in your own classrooms. If you have any other great ideas on using stories effectively, 
feel free to send them in to mailcarrier at grapeseed.com. As always, thank you for listening and good luck in the classroom. It was a good day, but now I will say goodbye, my friends, goodbye. Goodbye, everyone.